0: Yes, that line Falls on the right, babe Not that man Sir, 202 on the fan on this Thursday morning. McMonagle here with you on the overnights. I got you for three hours till five o'clock. 877 337 66 Me and you for three hours breaking it down. Breaking what down, you ask? I don't know. How about the World Series? It's over. The baseball season has come to an end. The Texas Rangers, for the first time in their history, Filled with Yankees who like to take pictures together. A couple of Mets starting pitchers who really didn't impact it, but I'm curious how you feel about it. But the Texas Rangers are World Series champs. We'll start with that a little bit. We'll get to the Giants in the open as well, too, as their season's coming to an end. But an important stretch here, believe it or not, in how you view the team and the coach. But we start with the World Series. Real quick, five nothing over the Arizona Diamondbacks, who, you know, were gave a valiant effort, but we're no match for this Texas Rangers team. That for me is a bit of a conundrum when you look at them, right? In 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 many ways, it does speak to the crapshoot of baseball in one way where a dominant baseball team for much of the year, falls apart at the end. The bullpen doesn't look very good. We all know how important bullpens are. The bullpens are terrible down the stretch. They blow the division up until the last game of the year, lose the last game of the year, have an under 500 record on the road all season long, lose the division the last game of the year, have to fly all the way to Tampa Bay to start a, um, a wild card series. That quite honestly, I don't think anybody thought they would win. At least not most, you know, I certainly didn't. I thought Tampa Bay was going to have their way with them and their bullpen. And then they just go on to never lose on the road. And they go right through like a hot knife through butter pretty much this entire postseason. And they've done it in a way where, okay, yeah, like I just said, maybe a little bit of a crapshoot. Maybe some of the, they go out and get and spend money and get Jacob deGrom, and they go out in this year, and he absolutely does nothing, and yet they still win with him. And that's really the story of this team is both a little bit of that, a little bit of pulling off some magic, being better than they are, certainly in the bullpen and different guys, playing on the road far better than they did all year, becoming a better team the last two, three weeks than they were the last two, three months and playing a brand of baseball they really hadn't played the entire second half of the year and coming through but it also signifies the way you want to build a team right they do it the right way and they do not and they do answer a couple questions one you understand you have to go spend right i know especially as we relate everything to our our local baseball teams you have the owner of the mets who's obviously willing to spend he comes in as the richest player, richest owner in baseball. He goes and gets Lindor in the trade and then t- gives him a ton of money. You know what he's willing to spend? Highest payroll in baseball. He brings in the the top of the rotation, the Scherzers and the Verlanders, and he spends money on to bring back his players, and they have the highest payroll in baseball. But right now he's talking about we'll see what they actually do. They have a new general manager. And uh, they'll have a new general manager, and they have a new baseball of uh, a president of baseball operations in Stearns, and we'll see how they handle it. But there was some talk around the deadline as they were selling off pieces. Yes, while still spending to do so to get better pieces from this Texas Rangers team when they sold off Max Scherzer, but a little bit of maybe a step back, maybe not giving every dollar. We'll see what happens in this offseason. I still expect them to spend, but a little bit of a talk like that, and certainly with the Yankees, the idea you don't need to spend $300 million to win a championship. You don't have to spend all this money. Look at how the Rays are doing it. And plus, all the money I put in, it goes into the pockets of the Pittsburgh Pirates, and it goes into the pockets of the Tampa Bay Rays and the Minnesota Twins and all these teams who spend less money than I spend and yet compete with me for a championship, and it's not right, and it's not fair, and all the complaining, and you shouldn't have to do this, and you shouldn't have to spend money. Well, the Texas Rangers went out there and turned around a team that lost 100 games two years ago, went out and got Simeon, went out and got Seeger from the Los Angeles Dodgers, who's an absolute stud and has now won his second World Series MVP. Only him and Reggie Jackson have now won it for two different teams and two different franchises. You go out and you get great players, plain and simple. Now... I'll argue with all, all day long, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. We were having the same conversation about the Philadelphia Phillies. Look at what the Phillies did. They go out and get Harper. They go out and get Castellanos. They go out and spend big money. And yet they came home with a 3-2 to two lead in their own building after dominating in that building for game after game in the postseason and eating up the Atlanta Braves like the Braves were afraid to show up in that building, and yet they still collapsed to the Arizona Diamondbacks. So it's a little bit about spending money, of course. Go out there and build the team the right way. Go out there and put great players in your lineup. Go out there and 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 bring great, young, talented players to your franchise. But it's also about guys who just perform well. On some level, you have to get guys who show up in the big moments. And it's hard to figure out. It's not easy. But you look at it. When you have a World Series MVP in Seager, like that's what I said yesterday in my Open. When I was talking about the what baseball Seager is the one that disappoints me the most for the Yankees because he fit the bill at shortstop, which they desperately needed. Left-handed hitter, young, athletic, excellent defensively at the most important position on the field, arguably, and someone who's proven it. Okay, maybe it was in a, a strike, uh, strike shortened, a COVID shortened season, and I think he even made a comment in the postgame about winning a real championship, which I'm sure is just bitterness towards LA for letting him go. But there's something about players who've already performed and done it on the highest level. Nathan Avaldi is a perfect example. Nathan Avaldi somehow still gets roped in to Yankee fans being upset as he's a former Yankee. Like, get over it. It was 15 and 16. He wasn't very good for them. He had Tommy John surgery. The idea that you would get on the Yankees for not having... uh, uh, Nathan Avoldi still on this team is ridiculous, but the point being, since 2018, you can look at his regular seasons and you can be impressed, you can be disappointed, he gets hurt a lot, whatever the case may be, Nathan Avoldi is a proven stud starting pitcher in the postseason. He had five wins in this postseason, becoming one of a handful of guys to do it, three wins in closeout games, one of only three other gentlemen to do it, including Andy Pettit, who did it in 9 and you know when he's on the mound, he is going to pitch great. Nathan Avoldi is turning into one of the great postseason pitchers of all time. Who would have, stu- who would have thunk it? Who would have saw stu- coming? But those are the guys you go target. Those are the guys you take a chance on. Those are the guys you bring to your team. You spend a little bit extra, maybe for a guy who had a four ERA last year, maybe for a guy who's had multiple Tommy Johns, maybe for a guy who you've seen... You know, at times, not be able to get through a season or struggle at times. It doesn't matter because when you expect to be there, especially in this new playoff format, when you expect to be there with the amount of money you spend elsewhere, especially if you're a Texas Ranger team looking to spend all the money, if you're a New York Mets team obviously looking to spend all the money, and if you're a New York Yankee team looking to have this past season without being in the postseason, the last time in a long time that you have to deal with that, you take chances on guys who perform in the biggest moments. And Nathan Avaldi is one of those guys. And Corey Seager is proving out to be one of those guys. And this Texas Ranger team and the way it was built by Chris Young, who was an executive who spurned the Mets. Sandy Alderson wanted to bring him in. He chose to go out and go uh, to, out to Arlington and take over the Texas Rangers. And slowly but surely, even not that slow, over the last two years, has turned a 100-loss team into a 68- or 70-win team last year into a World Series champion this year. And they did it attacking and spending money and bringing in great players. And then even, you know, going out and getting a DeGrom, the best pitcher in baseball, who ultimately can't stay healthy. And I'm curious, Met fans, how you feel about the idea that, you know, there was some talk about when he leaves the great player of your franchise. A lot of you were okay with it. I was kind of pissed off at how okay Met fans were that DeGrom left. And how much they were willing to give the Bennett for the doubt. And how the talk was, well, you know, he's injured all the time. Good riddance. And, oh, he's, he's, he doesn't even care about winning. He's going to the lousy Texas Rangers. Do you remember that conversation? Mets fans, do you remember that conversation when you turned on SMY the night of that trade? And you had to hear everyone on the panel talk about, <sighs> He's spurning the he, he doesn't want to stay with the Mets. And he's going to play for the lousy 70-win Texas Rangers. <laughs> what a loser. Well, that loser didn't even have the pitch to win a World Series, and he's celebrating tonight. So we'll find out how Met fans feel if that really bothers you as a Met fan to know that now the greatest pitcher of this generation, certainly, and one of the greatest players in your franchise history over the last 30 years, Has won a championship. Now he has nothing to do with it. That's what makes it uh, an interesting conversation. But we'll get to it. Same thing with Max Scherzer, who I'm sure is celebrating well into this morning. Because that's what Max Scherzer does, even though he has absolutely nothing to do with this championship for the most part. But the Texas Rangers went out and did a lot of things right. Attack and free agency. Bring up young prospects and trust them. A lot of the things the Yankee fans in particular have been clamoring for. Go bring in the great player, and then if you're not or you're going to trust on a young prospect, bring him up and let him play and trust him. Now, they've done that with Volpe. They haven't done it with Peraza. They haven't done it with some other players over the last handful of years. They did it with the baby bombers, and it failed, and they've been chasing it ever since. But this team spends money in the right spots, brings in the right guys, trusts their young prospects, and it's led to a championship. And then the other thing is the manager in Bruce Bochy. And hands down, now this is his fourth championship. He's taken three separate franchises to the World Series. He won three as a San Francisco Giant, and now he's won his fourth championship in his first year with Texas. And he turned a 70-win team, roughly the same, quite honestly. All right, they add Montgomery at the trade deadline. All right, they go out and add voldy, who obviously impacted this postseason. But a lot of the pieces and some of the young prospects that came up and Seeger just flat out played better. Seeger was a 240 hitter last year. He's a 330 hitter this year and winning World Series MVPs. So that's part of it too. But when you look at the manager of this team, like I think it's completely overblown, and people are gonna get into it, and that's fine. About, well, that's because he's a real manager. He's not a data applicator, to quote Salicata. He's not a data applicator. He's not told what to do by the front office. He's a real manager, and that's why they win. And I think that totally skates over the fact that Bruce Bochy just happens to be a brilliant freaking manager. It's not just that he is somehow untethered and he is now, you know, Pinocchio with no strings to hold him down. I think that's absolute nonsense. I think he's doing the same thing that almost every other manager in baseball is doing. And that's working hand in hand with the front office of his team, going over almost every decision. And then being left to his own devices come game time. But you are Whatever the case may be, franchises need to take a look. And this isn't just the Yankees, and it isn't just the Mets, as they prepare to hire a manager, and we'll get into some of the candidates that have been out there that the Mets are starting to look at to uh, to be the leader of their franchise. It's not just about how the operation works. And it's not just about, you know, you can't just plug in anybody who you think is a great communicator who can establish and, and, and enforce your philosophy and somehow turn it hip and cool and get it to relate to these young players. It's much more than that. It's much more than that. While we all know that's not going anywhere, and a collaboration with the front office is part of the new era of baseball, and it's not going anywhere, it's not going anywhere with the Yankees, and it's not going anywhere with the Mets. These, these, these managers need to work hand in hand and be comfortable doing so. But it is about getting an impact manager. These guys do make a difference. And especially in the postseason. There's no doubt about it. And we can argue about what Boone is. We can argue about whoever the the Mets hired. I mean, I think everyone thinks Buck's a great manager, right? Buck is one of these guys untethered, like Pinocchio. And he's a real boy. And he's going to manage the way he wants to manage. And yet... 101-win season, let's absolutely nothing in the postseason, and then had a miserable season. It's not just about the idea of being your own man and being able to do what you want. It's about being a damn good baseball man and being a good manager. And something about Bruce Bochy brings out the best of his players in the postseason, and he had enormous impact on this team, and there's no doubt about it. And so when you're building a baseball team and the Mets are about to make this decision— you need to look at what the Texas Rangers just the Texas Rangers just did. All right, it's 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 a nice story to look at some of the like it's 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 you can look at other teams, obviously the Diamondbacks are in the World Series and we could talk about how they play small ball and how they don't spend a lot of money and the different people that they managed to have step up and the franchise they did and I'm sure their manager is for the most part viewed as someone who is probably leaning more towards a data applicator than a manager like Bruce, Bo- Bruce Bochy, who's 100 years old. But you look at the Texas Rangers and how they just absolutely steamrolled, won 11 consecutive, won all of their road games, and absolutely pounded the baseball and pitched their way to a championship. They did it by spending money. They did it by trusting their farm system and developing their players. And they did it being led by a manager who had been there before, who's an excellent baseball man, and who knows how to relate to baseball players, young, old, or Anything other. The manager makes a difference. Spending the money makes a difference. And investing in your farm system and then trusting it makes a difference. And that's how this Texas Ranger group ended up becoming world champions for the first time in their history. So we'll get into the football, obviously, as the Giants have an important game in my estimation. Yes, the season's over. Yes, I don't trust them to make the playoffs. But at the trade deadline, they made a decision. They made a decision that Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley and figuring out this offense and this team is still important heading into next season and the rest of this year. Well, what would it say if they lose to a f- interim head coach and a rookie quarterback? So we'll get to that. We have plenty of time to get to the Jets who play Monday. But I want to hear about what you think about this baseball season, what you think about our teams moving forward and how to build a team, and specifically, Mets fans, just real quick, how do you feel about Jacob DeGrom – Max Scherzer winning championships when they really don't have much to do with it. How do you feel about, in particular, Jacob deGrom? The minute he was gone, did you forget about him? Does it bother you at all? Is it obviously much easier to swallow that he had nothing to do with it? Do you feel good for him? I'm curious. Because, honestly, of all the things that have happened and all the reactions the Met fans have had over the last few years while I've been in this business and doing shows, I've never been more disappointed in the Met fan, then the disdain they seem to show after their great player who won two Cy Youngs and did everything for them, chose another team, and almost the vitriol shown his way. It kind of bothered me. And now he's world champion. And now the season's over, and we can start this offseason, and maybe the Yankees will actually talk, and maybe the Mets will actually hire a GM, and maybe the Mets will actually hire a manager, and we can go about building these teams. Oh, and by the way, it looks like something happened in San Diego that might just make you think that a particular outfielder may become available. We'll get to that as well. McMonagle here with you on the fan, 877-337-6666. We have three hours to get to it. We'll get to the football. We start with the baseball. We'll get to the Knicks as well who look tired, and there's a theme here to start the season and why they've gotten off to a slow start, and it's pretty obvious, and I'm looking at one player.